welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin. Uh, Jared is unable to attend. James is, is as well because uh, Jared attempted to drive here, but not everyone knows how to do everything. Um, so they are stuck in a, in a parking lot. Um, but I am lucky to be joined by a special guest today. Um, Charlie Ray is here today, live from the United Kingdom. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, Charlie. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> um, we have an interesting story of why. Uh, Ch- Charlie, how would you best describe how you ended up here as my co-host tonight? Uh, I would say that it is the result of having a very loving partner um, who puts up with a tremendous amount of, <laughs> I think you should leave nonsense day to day. I'm very lucky that she loves the show as much as I do. Uh, and then on top of that, she also then had to listen to me come home every day from work and tell her about the podcast episode that I'd listened to. Um, and yeah, lo- you know, behind the scenes, little little did I know that she was uh, working away to see uh, uh, if I could get on the podcast uh, as a gift to me, um, because all I talk about is the show and how much I love it and then how much... Uh, I find the, the podcast funny and and you guys just I, it's, it's so funny because you know when I first listened to it I was like oh my god these are just two guys <laughs> that are just quoting the show 24-7 you know yeah. and, and I was just like oh I you know I said to her I was like oh I wish I lived in America I wish I could get on this podcast it would be so <laughs> fun and I, I actually cannot believe that I can I can't believe I can see your face, Kevin, for starters, because I can finally put it to a to a name. But yeah, it's it's an honor to be here well, and to be amongst people that have been on this podcast as well. I mean, we were we were definitely gonna do it on on some level. Uh, you know, I've always sort of felt like the troll boy of the competition and, and to have like an actual fan of the show is just um like I was telling Charlie before we were on, like J- Jared and I I basically just wanted to do the podcast because Jared cracks me up i went to college with him um but to have people who actually wanted to come on I, I was really excited and then i've been reading um charlie's emails and uh Shiromi's as well his partner and just the level of i think you should leave literacy in them was was off the hook and i kind of haven't been on my a game lately because uh just sort of like overstressed in terms of things to do um but i was like yeah i gotta have this guy on so um we sort of worked out a uh, a tentative schedule what we're going to talk about, but we don't have to stick that closely to it. Um, but uh, something that Charlie recommended that I was really excited to um, hear was um, sort of like sketches that either appeal to British humor or have a different feel when you're from uh, from UK versus the United States. Um, so Charlie, you can you can start us off whenever you're ready, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to well, contributing. I, I think that I think that one of the key things is that um, we love being made to feel as like uncomfortable as possible when we when we make like comedy over here. So like I'm, I don't know if you've seen like The British Office and yeah, um, Alan Partridge and things like that, and it's uh, it's stuff that's like how can how can we make this toe curlingly awkward and so I think that there's there is so much of that in I think you should leave um which I'll get into like individual episodes anyway but it's, it's also the reason where like I, I don't know you know how much people know about what 
Brits watch in terms of American comedies, but like it's one of the reasons that like I think um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, um, Arrested mm. Development, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all those things are like quite big over here. Like I've done like um, I've done like quiz nights at London pubs for like Arrested Development and Always Sunny and stuff like that. Like people would just go mad for it, but because it's kind of a bit based around this like villainous characters that are just awful and that make <laughs> you kind of like cringe to to uh to watch them this is gazpacho by the way the cat who's just climbed up here who is who who was named after the uh howie sketch um yes, one of my favorites and we are about to adopt a second cat which we're going to call pizzoli after the jamie tacos <laughs> sketch um so yeah that <laughs> i'll get into that now because i was going to say straight away that um the howie sketch for me kind of epitomizes that uh that uncomfortableness and that awkwardness and it's one of the reasons why like i just think it's a complete just work of art that, that sketch um he's awful he's an awful man and really everything awful. about everything about what you're like hearing is just grade a the worst person that you can ever imagine and so like that he very much reminded me of like those sort of like david brent characters that were just like <laughs> oh my god i cannot listen to this guy anymore and just the, the way he's shutting people down uh, i mean i actually wanted to call the cats roy donk and tiny boop squig shortly when we first got them um but we were like we can't really i'm not sure we'd get away with with roy donk um with i think but i think tim sorry. heidecker's character like if if that were my friend's partner i would almost think he was like either like a gaslighter or abusive maybe even like he's that bad um yeah that that guy is tough to be around he he sucks and i know you guys have talked about this on on, on the podcast before about like everyone knows someone like that as well which kind of makes it even more unbearable <laughs> um but in that vein it's kind of like where where you know the nacho sketch comes into its own um it's where the baby shower sketch one thing that cracks me up about baby shower one it's like when he's like this has got to be like quality on my end or no fucking deal from someone that has absolutely (laughs) zero bargaining power in that situation to suddenly be like making demands in that situation like absolutely kills me and they're Um, obviously like throwing him a bone at the moment like they've expressed no interest at all and they're like okay well i guess we'll take a few (laughs) um so it's like he really can't read the room at all which is really amazing um but that's very much like that's like uh i i guess maybe i don't think any british person would would be comfortable making those suggestions in a conversation but like the the sheer awkwardness of the sketch itself is what makes it really funny but like um shimmy was saying about like the caleb went sketch being so british because you know in that sketch like he's (laughs) he's like uh not admitting that he's choking because he's obviously in a room with someone really famous but i think over here people wouldn't admit to choking even if they were amongst friends because it's so like impolite or like socially (laughs) awkward um that was a good one uh, my friend uh my friend Fletcher was talking about um because I, I did a kind of like a little um we've got our, I think you should leave WhatsApp group um oh, so man. we just like chuck memes in there all the time I'm sure you've got like <laughs> 10 of those Kevin but um he was saying that like um the 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 Bob Odukirk one when like <laughs> there comes like a crossover point right where Tim's like 
he's looking confused and awkward and uncomfortable and he just he then just embraces the whole thing he then just like switches gears there's a moment where he's just like i'm just gonna have to like roll with whatever this guy is saying and then just go <laughs> along with it um so like those ones in particular are are really good and you know that sketch is just i i i i, I listen to the podcast and i'm like uh, how do these guys like not have a clear image of what their favorites are or why they think things affect my favorites? And then when I was sitting down to write this this stuff out and think about what my favorites were, I can't pick it because you it's watch hard. it and you're just like, oh my god, like I love that one. It's just so good. And then you change your mind, but like, you know, that I, I there's this little uh, moments when like, and um, if you remember when when Bob and Coach like. Uh, me and your dad are old friends and they make this decision to not cut away from Tim so like they, they don't cut back to Bob they just leave it on Tim's face and Tim has this exp- this kind of like what expression on his face <laughs> that is just so good it's just those tiny details and like yeah I think because I think it's like very much a Marmite show in the UK as much as it is in America There's, we've shown it to friends that have got like a really good sense of humor that are just like I don't get this at all. Like, yeah, I, do, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> and, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I, I do. We're all aware, like here as well, of the the sort of time value of the show. Where, um, particularly like when I first started watching season one, like if you had asked me after day one, I probably would have said like, yeah, it's a good show. Like, but then I just the more and more I watched it, the better and better it got. Um, but that's also something with, with what's our favorite is it, is it definitely changes over time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is really weird. And I know like the first time I watched season two, like I probably laughed hardest at like, um, you know, like Patty Harrison on, on the, um, on the like shark tank ripoff, the Capitol room. And, yeah, uh, yeah. now that one's sort of like eased off on me. It's like not as rewatchable as some of the other ones for me. Um, it's really well, yeah, tricky. I, I remember you guys talking about this and because like I've got I was trying to think of like what other things the guys have said that I completely disagree with. Just for fun, <laughs> just for fun, right? Yeah, don't fun. throw them out. And and it was like when you were talking about the capsule room, you were talking about like um there being too much of the actual sharks. Yeah, I think that was in, that might have been it. Jared's take on the oh, uh stri- on the straight Jared. Man. Yeah. I know, God. It's probably um, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy that I feel like I know that the name, who Renee is at this point. Um, yeah, but I think like I don't think in, in my head like it it doesn't work without it because I feel like you need to come away from Patty for long enough for then those gags to like yeah. land more. Yeah, uh, it's you, you, straight it, man. It, yeah, you have yeah. to have a good. We have something. We have the same thing over here. It's called Dragon's Den. And, uh, I've watched it actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and so for me, I mean, when you guys are talking, you, you've covered this already, but all like the snatching the three D things out the air and all that sort of thing, and you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so spot on. And then almost, I think like withholding her because when you're not then watching her, you're waiting for her to come back on, which then makes it funnier when she does come back in. For me, um, yes. I would have even have like stretched it out longer because then you're sort of like the anticipation. You're just sat there with a massive smile on your face because you know what is coming. Yeah. And then when it comes, yeah. it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, on the whole, like I think it has been the show's been really well received over here. Um, my brother, uh, Simi, you know, my my 
my colleague uh, and friend Sam, who I share with an I've got so many stories. Like we, me and Sam are in the office and we'll like order a piece of kit or something and then we'll get a quote through and then we'll be like, that quote is wildly high. <laughs> <laughs> and like no one else in the office is laughing, but like we're laughing. Um, and, then, and I also didn't think there was ever going to be like a single a single word answer for when you kind of want to say you're talking rubbish tell the truth uh because that's obviously nonsense so now when that does happen we'll just look at each other and be like joy julie i knew it joy. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you see that guy someone's done a compilation of it's, it's a, on youtube it's called it's just called tim robinson doing that voice and it's oh. like a, a compilation of all the times he's just done he's done like that thing where he like screws up his face and then just says something <laughs> in like the most insane way um but yeah like our whole just like conversation now is just you know we call people like a piece of shit all the time we call, yeah. we say i can't i can't say shut up without going shut up now shut as well like <laughs> it's so good and even just stuff really like good when you saw in the trash like the the the, em the weird like emphasis that tim puts on these yeah. words has now just like bled through into like our everyday conversation and my, um, my latest theme is just like how how many sketches i can watch him in where it, it feels like some slightly different angle that's funny to me um you, you, you know, must have watched this how many times have you watched this now kevin i would say <laughs> season one i i like don't even know it might be like 100 150 uh i've watched season two less um but like more intently kind of like i'll, yeah. I'll actually take notes and um i would say i've probably transcribed like half of the sketches from season two um i don't know 50 i'm definitely not um i'm to the point now with season two where like if you go on like Reddit, I think you should leave. The people are so good at quoting to the exact yeah. word that I'm almost yeah. like a little afraid to do it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, use be one word off and I'm going to get corrected. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. I've, I, I'm sort of someone I sort of hone in on like my favorite sketches and I, I've really been watching. Um, have you seen this skateboarding sketch we've talked uh, about? Yeah, it's so funny. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I just love that so much. Um, I would say the um on his episode of the characters, I've watched the gun shop sketch yeah, I've like seen the characters. probably two hundred yeah. times. Yeah. Um yeah, I've watched that one on repeat sometimes. Do you when you watch, do you feel like there are any sketches that are like too American and when you watch them you're kinda like, I don't know if this connects to our way of life. Um I don't think there's like a really well i mean same as you guys there's not really a sketch in there that i would take out ever i mean i think they're all yeah, funny I agree. um i think i don't know i think in a way the american ones can also even though they don't play to our sensibilities as much like so like there's an idea over here about what american advertising is like um just like really bright and like on the nose <laughs> and like you know catchphrases yeah. and slogans and stuff like that so like when he does like the the fake ads i think there's like so much in there that's like you know laser spine is just the the the, the grade of the grade of how they've done it like the, the little gradient on the thing down the bottom of the yeah. phone numbers it's it's so i find that so funny because it's just like 
that it's re- because it's really American in a way. And, like, and I, I don't know what Britain's like, but we have. Like, I think, I don't know if it's still a thing because I don't watch as much TV, but, you know, like, from my life, we'd have cable TV a lot, and a lot of the ads they'd run were national ads, but they would also have some amount of time for local ads as well. Um, So, I mean, sometimes you'd see ads that were incredibly low budget, like even, like, camcorder. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's kind of like, I'm sure you guys probably have had the same thing over there. Maybe? uh not really we don't really have i mean like we kind of don't have we, we have like a set amount of channels right because like yeah. our whole country is the same size as a state so like yes. it's kind of there's just not right. enough people. so everything's not enough, national pretty much yeah i mean pretty much but and then obviously our only exposure to american ads is like stuff that we see online or like if we watch the super bowl you know yeah. we might see a few um but like and obviously like that kind of like bled into what i've watched i've only seen season one of detroiters because basically i'm waiting I, i'm saving up my uh google opinion rewards so i can just dump it all on the second season and i'll have got to pay it. for it because we've got to pay like i think it's like 12 pounds over here for detroiters but like and i'm just being <laughs> cheap um yes. but like obviously i think what tim was doing with detroiters then obviously it, it it came really easy to him to basically make fake commercials uh for i think you should leave and then like the the way that he does them and the way they're taken too far like laser spine i remember watching it for the first time and you forget what you're even watching in the yeah. first place you, yeah. you completely forget it's an advert it's the whole point the, yeah and then they just drop you back into it right at the end and it just ties it all together and it's just so it's just it's in my q zone the whole thing like i just love it um <laughs> and honestly tim tim comes from saturday night live as well yeah, which has yeah a fake ad every episode essentially yeah i mean i i, I remember you guys talking about that as well and i've seen you know the papyrus when you mentioned like the best i've one. watched that so <laughs> many times uh and i i i really like snl i also really like uh the fact that i think you should leave has uh ex, you know kind of done one over yeah. on snl at the same time because of the uh-huh. whole story there like i absolutely love that um but, but, but you know by all by all accounts it sounds like tim is just a lovely guy and the the success of and sam yep. and you know patty and everyone and oh, I, don't, I think uh shimmy mentioned we we're actually Zach. going to see patty harrison in london uh in a couple of in a weeks time i think it is so i'm super excited to see her in london yeah and you'll really have to awesome. tell us how that goes um I just, yeah i can't wait man i can't wait she's gonna be so funny but yeah and and zach as well like the whole team it's just it's just such a earnestly funny television program and i love it and uh, i i know we were talking about this just before we came on actually but um me and my friend sam we do these kinds of commercials and kind of like yes you know, some for tv a lot for digital and stuff like that and uh we've always tried to like sneak like references into things if we're like yes. really vibing something so like our favorite TV how successful ever, have you been quite successful quite successful like, okay. uh, <laughs> Our favorite TV show ever is uh, HBO's The Leftovers. Like, we, like it's a masterpiece. And um, so, whenever you watch anything we've ever made, there's probably a reference to The Leftovers. So, like, we'll put in like, we'll, if there's numbers on the screen, you'll put, you'll make the numbers like the date of the departure when everyone went and all this nice. sort of thing. And like, but we did this uh, this ad for a uh, a school in Mil- in Milton Keynes, just where I live, just outside of London, and. Um, that we had to make like school boards just 
because when you go in to I'm sure if you if you get anyone from the art department on the show on the podcast I'll tell you like you have to create so much extra stuff to have on hand to put into the back of scenes if it's like white walls and you want to like make it look nice on camera and so I spent a few days just doing these like school displays and I was like okay I've just got to get some I think you should leave in here and so I did a big hot dog <laughs> that says you can't skip lunch on it which we got through but then I also had a, a big outline of a ghost with a face and it was had a speech bubble saying it's interesting the ghosts <laughs> and uh, we put it up and someone from the school came over and they're a catholic school and they were like oh I think ghosts are too like pagan for what we're doing here <laughs> so we had to take the, we had to take the ghost off um but yeah from now on I think but the like, hot dog I, survived the hot dog did survive. I think I think it might be being blocked by a head. I, I I'll send you a, uh, a screen grab. Maybe we can find it. But yeah, um, that'd be. I think we can link the video too in our notes and see if people can find it. Okay. Yeah, but you might be able to find it. But we, this this kind of leads <laughs> me on to like everything as you sort of build like a, a network because we try and get everyone to watch this show. Like I'll come home from, it will be like ghost, the ghost house. I'll come home uh, from work and somebody's like, did you get anyone to watch? I think you should leave today. And I'll be like, not really. And I was like, I'm trying <laughs> to the house. Um, but I had a friend who didn't like the show. And then I, I referenced the Tammy Krabs doll when I was at his house <laughs> and he started dying laughing. And I was like, you gotta watch the show. Like, you know, I'm not, this isn't my joke. It's from the show no. you said you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we just came back from uh, from Glastonbury as well. And we've got, um, you, everyone takes kind of like a flag. And the only one we've got, you can see how much like I just obsess over TV shows. Because um, <laughs> we have a community flag. So it's the Greendale flag with the anus on it. We take it every year, but we really want to update it. Um, this is actually a little bit dark, but obviously there's quite a lot of people that go to Glastonbury that take flags with like um, loved ones that have, have died in the year and it's got a name on it. And we were like, oh my God, if we just took like a little Jeffy Jeremy throat slash flag along like, <laughs> and just put it up because it would be absolutely hilarious to the people that got it. But then to everyone else, it would just look like a really inappropriate like <laughs> memoriam flag that we've uh -huh. taken to Glastonbury. So we're going to try and get a, a high res like image of that to get printed. Oh, so yeah. Take that along next year. Um, they don't stay babies forever, idiot. <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that, uh, we went to the pub on my birthday and like shimmy got them to do a shout out to me and she made them say that i lived at the ugly house on kenmore and like it's just like <laughs> all, all this stuff just constantly like it's so just ingrained in our lives and our uh, our social yeah. group and stuff now like i absolutely love it i also need to send you something that me and my brother every year we do uh customized like um like christmas present labels uh, and we, we always do it for like the show that we happen to be both watching at the time. So we've done like Rick and Morty ones and all this sort of thing. Um, but this this year, the year just gone because I think you should leave. And he did a chunky. Uh, uh, and on the back yes. of it, it says that naughty old elf must be one mean bastard to bring us this so early. <laughs> and then I did like a custom corn cob uh, TV one, um, which I was immensely proud of, um, which was like, because I, I, I can't draw either, so I'd done this kind of like 
drawing of of him in front of the corn cob tv sign saying like they're saying it's impossible that many bad presents fall out of stockings every day and it's and it's impossible one in two of them are from etsy um and yeah. so like it's just there's just so many references and like yeah i just i just we just love the show like and i don't think that there is actually even though i sort of said oh maybe it's cool to talk about it from a british perspective there isn't really anything that's you know massively stands out other than maybe like the really cringy ones that we sort of tend to like a bit more do you guys have like corn cob four on the bbc or or like uh how many different corn cob networks are on the bbc is it like part of sky is this still it's been about 20 years since i've been to england <laughs> yeah so i i mean i don't really i've never been to america i've never been outside of europe so i i, I don't really know exactly how you know cabled television works it's, over there it's wild there's yeah, there's literally like a, a thousand on. channels yeah so yeah. we have like terrestrial tv which is like your bbc's and you've got itv channel four and then kind of a couple of other channels and then if you if you pay for sky that tends to be like you get like your, your sports packages and yeah. and then like you know some absolutely like mad things and but then you get like sky atlantic which has like the hbo stuff on it and all that sort it. of thing and corn cob tv um, and corn cob tv but there's not really like i don't i would there's not really like public access tv in the same way that you guys have like people just creating their own stuff and just putting it on the television i think there's less and less of that just due to um like youtube um yeah like yeah. i lived in new york for a few years and there was actually uh, public access was really good there. There was people who did stuff that eventually, like, you know, started having shows on on real networks and stuff, or just shows that were super entertaining because they were kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we just have a ton of channels. But like, um, you can watch a lot of it on demand now. You know, less and less Americans have cable. A lot of us are sharing like Netflix and HBO Go passwords. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um but yeah yeah um so i i do have to pin you down can okay. you name a top sketch or a top three or whatever from season one or season two this is really challenging top um, three because i've got a top 10 like let's, I can do, just... let's do that let's do top but 10 but they're, but they're not like in a specific order that's fine. Okay, I feel like a, I feel like I'm being a bit of a coward, like James is on the podcast. Where he doesn't, <laughs> James, James doesn't commit to any. He doesn't like to upset anyone or, or betray any of the sketches. <laughs> so I'm sorry, James, if you're listening to this. I know you. Uh, I know you mean well, but I I was then like in the same boat where I was like, oh, I can't pick one of these over the other, and I can't talk shit about any of them, and I can't do any of this. But so I've kind of got like I think Howie is is probably probably my favorite, just in terms of. Um, the, the the acting involved in that yeah. is absolutely second to none. Like, it just seems to get funnier and funnier and more ridiculous as it goes on. That it's it's really quotable. You is you know Reggie's artwork off the back of it as well is absolutely unbelievable and and all all the, those posters and stuff that went with like it's just I oh, just yeah. love it. I think oh it's a perfect God. sketch. Um, and then in like in no particular order, I've got. Um, I've got the the bones are their money uh, because that again is just there's nothing I, wrong with it. I think you could also argue like um, in terms of best premise that has to be one of the contenders. 
it's just a yeah. it's a brilliant concept and um yeah sort of the duality of the two characters is it's it's so, so good fun. and like i was trying to like catch it with like a bit more of an eye for the craft of it and like i don't know if i'm just overthinking this sort of thing but like i was like oh you know they do these like tighter shots where they've kind of it looks more like a movie so i think it's i think it's got a kind of got like a window aspect ratio anyway but then they've kind of got like heavier contrast ratios on the faces and the close-ups and then but then they'll do the opposite when they cut to the wider tin yeah to kind of like jump you out of the field oh i think it's intentional yeah Yeah. it's just so well done um laser spine specialist is is in there for me i'm a big fan of that it's so good and the more you watch it the funnier it is Um, i think that was my number three from season one if i remember yeah it it, it's great and the, the everyone in it is is funny you know you can tell people are breaking in the sketch it, it, but it doesn't matter because it's just it's, <laughs> it's just it's just so funny um i've got tables in there yeah I, it's just class and i i've got so many questions about tables that just it, it, i'm so confused by it like why why wasn't he why wasn't he saying what, what it was when he knew what it was like that that is my biggest question like why is okay so this might shed a little bit of light and i hope i'm not one of my best friends is actually a uh was a driver's ed teacher in the summer um in the united states uh i'm sure you guys have driver's ed as well but like it's typically um a lot of stu- a lot of kids and a lot of kids take it in the summer uh a lot of like school teachers teach it um and they are maybe not super invested in it and it might be like an american teacher who's making like 50 dollars an hour for their regular job and then they're making like 14 an hour to teach driver's ed yeah um and uh it's like uh i might know some teachers there's kind of some dread when you're using materials that you think are bad but you also don't (laughs) want to make your own because it would be so work intensive so he's just like in this personal hell where he's trying to make his like 80 bucks a day um the kids teenagers can't be fooled like they're very smart um yeah yeah it's um yeah I he don't goes know. aggressive so fast as well this is why it's like really <laughs> jokey they're a bit dated it's all like he's smiling he's like i don't want to hear anything about the table like straight away like he just snaps like he's like, oh he's done God. it before it's it's so good it's so good um i had a um two-day period where i was getting ready for my daughter's birthday party it was like a three-day period my wonderful wife accidentally broke our outdoor table shattered the glass in it the next day her parents delivered us several like temporary tables and then we got a table and i had to assemble it with her which took like five hours and just the whole time i just like couldn't stop tables. <laughs> it was um so it's a it's a very very fun sketch for me i, I also want to know why so you're, she's continuing the same story but her outfit changes yeah, which, which is so. It, which is again, I I don't even know what they're. It's just perfect because it's so. That was very it, intentional. It's I so think. good. Yeah, like yeah, it's all the same. She's she's she thinks she's like, she's cleaning them while she's driving for some reason. <laughs> the guy saying he's the maddest he's ever been cat cracks me up so much. Like yeah, um, yeah, that's on there. And then I've 
it, I sometimes I feel a bit basic saying this one because I feel like it's probably the most famous of the sketches, but the hot dog, uh, the mm. car crash sketch for me, still timeless because I think I didn't know anything about it. It wasn't really memed at the point that I had seen it. And I just remember being like, okay, n- no idea what's going on. This is making me laugh so much. The, the, the initial whip pan to Zach wearing the suit I, I, don't, I laughed so much like when I first saw that. Um, to yeah, me, if, if if I had was, was entering some sort of acting competition and I had to deliver a monologue, um, it's like one of the most perfect monologues ever. Uh, it's sort of like meandering. It, it gives you Tim actually has to like really sort of dramatically act in that, even though yeah. he's doing comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that sketch is amazing. Um, it's like like yeah. calling the police dog shit on his way out as well. It's just so funny. <laughs> like we it's said, a, yeah. I think Jared came up with this like around episode five. He said something like, I think you should leave as somebody messes up at, and it would be easy to admit <laughs> they mess up and they double and triple down. And it's yeah. just like, he drove through, he blamed everyone else. <laughs> he stole a bunch of stuff. And when the police come and they are going to arrest him, he like still puts up a fight and everything. It's just, yeah. That might have been like a quadruple down. You just got like all these little things in the, in the middle of that as well. Like the guy that kind of sort of wants to spank him, but like isn't like being called <laughs> upon to do it. And like all of those just, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's a great one for me. Um, I have, this one's funny for me because like I, I was happy I there's a character in the show with my name, but I'm unhappy that it's the one that has a little boy dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, next on my list is the magicians because that one is just and I use that I use I I clipped that myself like I went and pulled that and I clipped that thing saying um, that fat piece of shit made you look like a fool, Charlie. And I use that all the time like in my WhatsApp posts and stuff like that. Um, if I make a prediction or something, I think I'm a massive like Formula One fan and like I I made a prediction about something that, that didn't happen uh, and then like one of the race principles is like a bit on the larger side so i just like send that in our like f1 whatsapp group um i i love that one i think the cinematography in that one's really good it really feels like an snl sketch that one which one did you um, say sorry the magician the magician oh yeah yeah uh, yeah it's still good. on that yeah and um, that it's so it's got such a high production value the shots in the car of her looking out the window they're just yeah. you know it's it's so perfect also the, the just the innocent I'm, I'm doing art with the kids with the stuff, kid. which also and really the, he. That's that Professor again. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's constantly doing um, art with his kids. In our household, um, Cecily Strong has a a really high approval rating with both myself and my wife. And okay, um, yeah, she just we've always felt like she's sort of like the underappreciated person on SNL. Um, yeah, and she's just amazing in that sketch. She's sort of terrifying in a way, like yeah. you know when you just think that. <laughs> your your spouse could lose respect for you that quickly. It's it, it does happen your kids in the real world away as well. <laughs> oh my god, terrifying! Yeah, that's so funny. And yeah, the whole him going back there and like you know you just know what's coming, but it's still really funny when it happens. <laughs> and the magician is still the fact that he's still getting one over on him, even in even in like his like peak of his anger is oh yeah, I love that. Um, yes. The I've got nachos in there. Um, 
I feel yeah. like the edit, the editing of that sketch. I, I, I'm, I feel bad. I don't know any of the many of the crew by name. I certainly don't know the editor of this sketch, but whoever he or she is did a wonderful job with this because the it's all in it's all like the whole shot is triangles. It's like a nacho itself, and you're kind of bouncing around oh. the 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 viewpoints, but the editing is so well done because you're not even always seeing the person that's speaking you're a lot of the time you're getting the uh, the darts of the eyes across to the other person and that sort of thing and like i just think it's such a a funny i think it's a hilarious sketch i think the acting is amazing you have the, yeah. the pitch change in the what at the end which just is right out of left field and it's really good yeah i need to i need to rewatch that one um now that you mentioned that um I mean, yeah, just that sketch alone for the the sort of writing and the the acting and um, sort of it's like uh, how it how it sticks within the theme of the show of just <laughs> like just we're gonna be super early for that movie. Uh, it's one of the the funniest things ever. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop. We wanted to let you guys know about um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a baby of the year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or uh, short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine. Again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. You can own these shirts yourself. Um, And we want to thank Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.